Good evening, and thank you for the um, first um, episode of um, Spirit Insights. So today I'm going to talk about uh, the steps that I go through uh, when I'm doing, um, you know, trying to connect to spirit. First, I do a prayer of intention. Uh, before calling in those in spirit to connect with me, either to ask a question for myself or, or to deliver a message for another, no matter what the circumstance, I always do three things to prepare myself for an opening connection to spirit. I first close my eyes, I take three deep breaths, and I say a prayer. Of course, now the prayer can be, you know, what you make up or anything that you want. Um, I made up my own prayer, so um, that is what I use. Um, so then the next step that I do, um, of course, with endless uh, amount of time, you know, you can do meditations, you can use candles. Um, I like to do in order to ready myself for the best session possible for, you know, for the client or for, you know, whoever I'm reading for. But no matter what I do, no matter where I am, these are the practice that I do for my mediumship. With these three keys in, in my practice, I can bring through spirit anywhere. Um, it's a basis uh, that I feel that is a connecting purely and seem, you know, purely for anyone that uh, comes to me for a reading. Everyone has some version of their own preparations. Um, to connect with spirit um, but like you know with mine um, I try to make it highly personable but almost you know I try to always include a method of centering myself and, and I set an honest intention for the highest good of the recipient and um, wish for the best outcome for the connection and this is called the invocation for spirit each time that you call into spirit there are three main steps to ensure the highest and best connection possible for both myself or anyone that I'm reading for, so for all involved. The first step that I do is grounding. Um, it's very important to ground, to root yourself, you know, to the physical earth before linking and extending um, yourself to, you know, to try to tie uh, a connection between you and spirit. Um, sort of like uh, dropping an anchor into the ocean, you know. Uh, I try to ground myself, and so it will keep me rooted, in, and also the client in my values and in my ethics of my work. Um, so then the next step, um, and you know, oh, I want to say when I close my eyes, I am visualizing a grounding into Gaia, Mother Earth, and I'm imagining everything in the physical world just vanishing away from me. So I focus my full attention on the spiritual world at that time. There are many ways to ground, including, you know, uh, meditation. Um, so, you know, it's just a difference in, you know, how you want to look at things. Um, some people, you know, meditate, some don't. Uh, so it's clearly up to you. Um, and I also make sure that I clear myself, um, you know, from my own personal emotions and thoughts uh, so I can connect clearly to spirit and I can to, I can ensure clear communication, you know, um, because you have to release and clear yourself um, 
so that way the connection is really really genuine um, then you know I take another three breaths and and what I do and I, I'm imagining all the emotions and thoughts surrounding me is being released up into the air and it goes up into the heavens and then uh, step three that I do is my my intentional prayer um, this is sort of like um, setting a goal uh, for the you know the outcome that you're wanting um, but I call it intentional prayer um, so you know uh, I, I believe most mediums they do call it an intentional prayer and um, but you know it's really up to you what you are feeling is the best thing for you um, so you know grounding and clearing uh, is, is setting the stage for um, you know getting the connection that you are needing and to fulfill what uh, you're there trying to do to help the ones here um, so um, you know there's a lot of different ways a lot of different prayers you know that are, again uh, that's directly up to you um, but my prayer goes something like this okay I, I first start out with having my eyes closed and I set the prayer and what I say is that I step uh, to connect with spirit in truth and love and I welcome all that is here who wish to do the same for the highest and greatest good of all involved um, to also give me true and validation messages for the sitter and um, to help me guide the person here um, that is needing answers or just wanting to connect to their to their uh, loved ones. Uh, so you know, just remember, um, everyone has a different method, and you know that that's perfectly fine. Um, so um, to me, there are terms that each of us need to know to understand. You know, the psychic world. Uh, some are easier to understand than others. But, um, you know, to have a full understanding, uh, there are certain words and stuff that needs, that each medium needs to know. Um, most people don't believe in psychics. You know, I've had so many that uh, tell me, you know, can you really do this? And, you know, it's really a very awesome feeling whenever um, you prove to them that, yes, I am connecting to your loved one. So the different types of psychic abilities. There's mediumship. Uh, a medium is someone who communicates with the spirits, deceased loved ones. In other words, they speak to the dead. This is a form of channeling. The medium is fully conscious and all information is received mentally. Now what does that mean? Okay, say you go to a medium wanting to contact your deceased loved one. The medium is not seeing them sitting directly next to you the medium usually sees a vision of the departed you know through their mind's eye they they can see them mediumship is also known as spirit communication now psychic usually we receive information through psychic senses such as hearing or seeing um, psychic abilities are the opposite a psychic will use their extrasensory perceptions which are non-physical to notice energy signals there are different ways in which we receive psychic information so there's clairaudience which is hearing clairvoyance which is seeing 
clairgonjance, which is knowing, clairsentence, which is feeling. I will discuss these more sh- uh, shortly. Um, I want to step into some more things. Now, there is a medical intuitive, uh, the ability for people to communicate via the mind. You only pick up certain thoughts. Now, that's a rare psychic ability. Um, then there's trans-channeling. This is where a medium shows a spirit or departed loved one to speak through them using their body and mind. Most of the time, the medium is unaware this is happening. The medium is a conduit and lets the information from the departed flow through them. And then there's the physical medium. Um, you know, this is a, a, another uh, form. And this is the ability is the one of the most rare of all the abilities. What happens is the medium goes into a deep trance. The spirit departed can manipulate this energy to create what is called ectoplasm, which will emerge from the medium's body through the nose or mouth. And then they can manipulate it into images or a voice. Okay, so, as I was saying, uh, there are four magic psychic abilities that I will cover. There's clairvoyance, which is seeing, clairsentence, which is feeling, clairaudience, which is hearing, and claircognizance, which is knowing. These are very close to me because I can do all of these, and the rare ones too. Sometimes it gets to be overwhelming, but the good outweighs the bad to me anyway. I love to help people who are in need. Uh, clairvoyance, the inner scene. Uh, it's like watching a movie in your head. Um, I usually see colors and symbols, sometimes a number. It's also known as the third eye, which relates to the chakras, which I will discuss in a, you know, at a later time. Uh, some see the entire premonition, which I can do that also. Uh, so the next clair is clairsentience, which is clear feeling. The ability is where you get messages via feeling emotions and even physical sensations. You feel that others feel, you, I feel, I will feel what others feel. And, and, you know, and it can really, really drain uh, the medium. The ability allows you to know if somebody is lying and it's also uh, known as intuitive empath. Then there's clairaudience, which is the hearing. With this ability, um, you don't really use your ears. I know that's what anyone would think. So let me explain what I mean by that. It's like you feel somebody or something pushing you toward doing something. To examine this a little deeper, uh, if a psychic or medium is clairaudient, they can hear. They can hear and speak to the deceased. Uh, Claircongenance, clear knowing. With this ability, the what you feel you just know something is not right or it's like a nagging um and the you know like in your stomach you just feel it it's where you know something isn't right they can be thoughts that suddenly pop into your head now the less common abilities are clarification and that's smelling with this ability um, a medium can smell the perfume cologne tobacco of uh, someone that has passed away then there's clairconginance, which is testing. This is where you can, which, excuse me, which is tasting. This is where you can taste something. Like um, you don't have anything in your mouth, but this, 
you know, you, you can get a taste maybe like of a pizza or, you know, sauerkraut or cornbread or, you know, hamburger. This occurs a lot with uh, mediums. So, you know, there's just all kinds of different uh, avenues that a medium can use. And, um, and it's just, you know, this is my world. Um, you know, I want to um, go into some things about um, the chakra. The chakras are very, very uh, important and connected. Um, so there's seven chakras and they all have a specific color. Now, chakra that word means will circle so the seven chakras um you know which i find to be very 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 important in connection to you know um being a a medium i mean there are um, other different things uh that you know the chakras are responsible for but i do find that um that's something that we need to discuss so the first chakra is the root chakra the color is red it's for grounding and um, world concerns Uh, the second one uh, which is um, you know very 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 important um, let's see here um, is the navel chakra Uh, the color is orange and it's about emotions Creativity. The third one is the solar plexus, and uh, it's yellow, and it's about strength and opening up to change and growth. The fourth one is the heart chakra, and it's green. Um, it's about forgiveness, generosity, and of course, love. The fifth one, which is the throat, the color is blue, and it's about communication and will. The sixth, which is the third eye. Uh, is the color is indigo, uh, which is about truth, vision, and clarity. And the seventh is the crown chakra, and it's white, and it's about wisdom, self-knowledge, and connection to the divine or uh, the creator or God, however you would want, you know, how each of us views it. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot to do with the chakras, and... Um, you know, to me, the chakras are very, very connected into the psychic world. Um, you know, some people may not view it that way, but um, that is exactly, you know, how I see it. Um, now, how would you know if your chakras are blocked? Well, there's a number of ways. Um, like with the root chakra, uh, your energy could be low. You would feel, you know, just drained. The second one, which is the sacral, uh, is to struggle. You you would struggle with emotions. It's like your emotions is all over the place. Uh, the third one, uh, the solar plexus, self-esteem would be very, very low. The fourth heart chakra, uh, you could feel anger, uh, grief, self-hatred, jealousy. The fifth, which is the throat, uh, your feeling of being judged, like someone's judging you. Sixth or third, you know, the sixth chakra, which is the third eye, you can't focus very much. Uh, I mean, you know, you'd be doing something, you just can't focus on it. And the seventh, which is the crown, uh, emotional distress. So, you know, you would be having some uh, kind of um, emotions going on that you really can't understand and, um, 
that kind of thing. Now, how would you, um, you know, if you're, you're feeling these things and, and you're wanting to try to clear them, what are some things that you can do? Well, for the root chakra, walk barefoot outside or even in your home. Uh, for the sacral chakra, go for a swim or just go and visit, you know, a lake or where there's water. The third, the solar plexus, I mean, yes, the solar plexus, uh, like build a fire. It's connected to the fire element. Um, the fourth one, which is the heart chakra, just take some deep, deep breaths. Uh, the fifth one, which is the throat, just sit and look at up at the sky. Just sit there and just take it all in, and that will help with that. The sixth or or the um, the sixth chakra is the third eye, and um, basically you just need to relax and sit in the sun. And the seventh and final, which is the crown, chant or do a, or pray. You know these are ways that um, can help you. Um, release open and, and help the clear the chakras and and you know a lot of people are not uh, really aware of the things that you can do to do that now I want to speak a little bit about intuition everyone is born with you know the natural intuition which means you can connect to the other side where your departed loved ones are located but most people they don't realize that they lose that uh, as they get older you know, have you, it's like, have you ever felt something wasn't right? Well, it's your inner voice, and that's your intuition. You know, a gut feeling that appears quickly, and it makes you feel as if you know something, but not sure why. It's the inner psychic voice letting you know to listen to yourself. So, what do intuitive people do differently? Well, they listen to their, vo their inner voice, they meditate, they are usually creative, they observe, um, they are in tune with their spirit guides, they connect deeply with others, they pay, they pay attention to their dreams, and they re really relax in the outdoors. Um, now, this can be challenging to, to, you know, to develop, you know, to, if you're wanting to develop it um, even further than what you already have, um, but, you know, um, it, it is something that can be done, and um, so let's see here. Now, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, some people view the tarot cards as something evil. Well, you know, I'm a psychic medium, and I do do card readings, and I, I feel that the cards assist to a certain degree. But the tarot card has always been linked to evil. Some will always view them as such. When in fact, you can use them to help guide your life and make it fuller. Uh, many people think the tarot card is a work of the devil. And this is such a huge misconception. Now remember, this is my beliefs. And I respect everyone's beliefs. And if, you know, I, I never sit and say, you know, I'm right, you're wrong. Uh, I'm just saying, to me, this is the way I see it. And others believe it brings bad things to you or that it brings forth evil spirits. And in my opinion, that is not true. Um, so, you know, um, there's been, you know, the media, they depict a tarot card reader uh, with a crystal ball and they turn over a card and usually it's, it is stated that the card is indicating for something bad. 
So, you know, it's just one of those things is it's, it's something that you have to decide for yourself. But to me, in my opinion, tarot cards can be used to assist you in everyday life. It can be used for good things. Tarot can reveal your inner wisdom and help make you grow for the good. Tarot is a beautiful tool that can be used to help to empower you and guide you into, you know, in your inner beings. So, you know, I do use the tarot cards. I, I also use oracle cards. And to me, you know, they are, they're very helpful in, in determining. Now, I want to touch a little bit about um, the tarot cards have more rules than the oracle cards do. The tarot deck usually comes with 78 cards, and they are broken down into 22 major arcana and 56 minor arcana, whereas oracle cards could be 15 cards or even 45 or 100. Um, oracle cards can contain any type of content, where the tarot cards have common meanings and they are structured to be that way. Oracle cards have no structure and the meanings are usually different for each person. Tarot cards do have specific meanings and they cannot be altered. Tarot readings have to be precise, whereas oracle readings can come out to, to be whatever the thought that comes to the reader's mind, what they see in their mind for the person they are reading. Uh, the major arcana cards of the tarot cards are 0 through 20, 21, and they represent major, cha major events. If they are picked then they are the high of the highest importance. You really need to pay attention. Then there are the 56 minor arcana, and they are broken down into four suits, and each suit has 14 cards. Tarot cards are, you know, to most people, tarot cards, they're, they're scary to a person, and, you know, they, they really shouldn't be because they can really offer you great guidance. Now, the oracle cards, um... They have no set structure, as I said. They can represent mermaids, angels, just about anything, really. They usually come in a set of 44 cards with a guidebook. Oracle cards are always positive. Each deck centers on a certain theme. With these cards, you have to rely mostly on your intuition. They are used to assist in calling upon spirit guides, too. So, therefore, it's up to the person on which cards they want to use. Myself, personally, I prefer to use both. I use the tarot and the oracle because you get a more in-depth reading. Tarot cards are more intense and provide deeper insights where oracle cards are used in a more spiritual way. And you use their, and you use your intuition to read them. You know, but with me, I use my intuition no matter what card deck that I am using. And, um, but I see things in a certain view light. And, um, so, you know, that's just touching a little bit on the things that I am going to uh, be talking about. I just thought this would be the perfect time to step in and, and, you know, put out one more episode, see how many viewers I get. And I, you know, please, please spread uh, around about uh, this podcast. Uh, you know, I'm going to be coming on. I'm going to be talking about all kinds of different things. So I hope um, that everyone is well. And I send prayers out for anyone that are in need of prayers. And I also uh, send out um, energy healing 
for those um, that are in need of healing. I would like at this time to thank the Creator for giving me the knowledge and to be able to help people. You know, not just the people here on earth, but the spirits on the other side. Because the spirits on the other side, they they do not like seeing us that they've left here to be, you know, sad or upset or, you know, can't seem to move on with our life. Granted, it's very, very hard, but spirits are so close and we just don't realize that. So I'm here to help try to open the window, uh, to open the veil for the people here on earth. You know, um, I'm going to be talking about all kinds of different things, the elements that's involved, um, you know, all the different things to watch out for if, um, you know, to, to let people know that spirit is always, always trying to make communication, to contact, to let you know, hey, I'm here. But when, um, what I've noticed is if we're in a lot of grief or, um, just our busy everyday lives, we miss those little cues. So, um, you know, again, I really appreciate you watching. I hope you share this out. I hope you tell your family and friends and, you know, I, I do private readings. Um, I'll, I'll do one episode and explain everything that I offer and, um, you know, everything, um, So, again, I hope you enjoyed this, and um, I will be back soon with another episode. And please, again, share, tell your friends. Um, I'm here to help in any way I can. So, blessings to all, and remember to always walk in harmony. And thanks again for watching Spirit Insights. Until next time, take care.